Hey everyone, welcome to Kumo's Unfiltered Combos podcast. Uh, so the next episode that you are about to listen to was recorded uh, before we had more Black Lives um, persecuted and killed and the Black Lives Matter protests, which has literally taken all over the world. Um, so I recorded this podcast with one of my good friends, Candace Tolliver, and we talk about hair and just being black women and having short hair. Um, but before we get started into this new podcast, I do just want to take some time to mention the names of whew, the many black people we have recently lost um, who were also very young. Um, first, I would like to start with George Floyd. George Floyd was murdered, as well as Dion Johnson, who was Dion Johnson was whew, this one's very close to my heart because Dion Johnson lived in Phoenix, Arizona, and he too was murdered on Memorial Day on Monday, the same day that George Floyd died. Um, so the world is familiar with the story of George Floyd, which happened in Minneapolis, which has caused a big uprising of more protesters and people just de demanding a new system and new change. And the death of Dion Johnson hit very close to home because I currently reside in Phoenix, Arizona, and Dion Johnson was my age and he was murdered for sleeping in his car. A state trooper murdered him and killed him. and for days his family didn't even get to to have his body or identify his body um and following after that there's been many many uprising many protests um this is something that i've never experienced before um so something is changing there's been riots people have been tear gassed people have been arrested for exercising their first amendment right which is the right to freedom of speech and to assemble and people have literally been arrested by law enforcement who came to these protests who come to these protests with riot gear let that sink in our law enforcement officials have attacked innocent unarmed protesters with riot gear <sighs> so this is where we are today in america um but before we get started into this new episode that you will be listening to today i do want to say the names of the people we have lost the black lives starting with olua toyin who was a black lives matter protester activist and she was 19 years old who was sexually abused and murdered a few days after after going public about her assault we talk about George Floyd, who said, I can't breathe. This police officer had his knee on this man's neck for eight, and I'm not quite sure what how many seconds, but eight minutes. Next, we have Dion Johnson, the young man from Phoenix, Arizona, who was 28 years old, who was a father, kind, compassionate, loved his family, loved others, went above and beyond for so many people. And then we have Ayana Dior, a young transgender woman who was also murdered. Tony McDay, another transgender man who was murdered as well. 
Nina Pope, Pope, who was murdered as well, who was transgender. Richard Brooks, who was murdered last week Friday at a Wendy's. And he asked and begged the officers to just let him walk because he was drunk. He said he offered to, to walk home, but they killed him. Robert Fuller, who was found hanging in California next to a city hall. And he was 19, he was young. And he was found hung, hung. And they're trying to say that his death was a suicide, which is absolutely not true. So black people, I am sending so much love to us all. And I want you to know that I love us. I am proud of us. I am proud of the young protesters, the people who are out in these streets risking their lives. <laughs> Being out in these protests is a risk. And I thank y'all. I've been out there with some of y'all and I thank you for being out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our allies who are standing in front of black bodies. We are targets, y'all. And I pray and I hope that justice will be given to this generation. We deserve justice. It is time we demand justice. We're no longer pleading or begging our oppressor for justice and liberation. We are demanding justice and freedom. And this is the generation that is not going to take the oppressor abusing and terrorizing black folks. We are no longer doing that. So thank you to those who have listened, who have tuned in, who have demanded, who have protested, who have written your elected officials, who have donated. Please continue to make black lives the center, don't stop on social media. Don't stop at just a hashtag. We, I need you now more than ever. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kumo's Unfiltered Convos podcast. Uh, this is a new episode, and I am so, so excited, honestly, for this episode, uh, just because I love talking about hair and being a Black woman and just Black folks who just embrace their hair uh, and men as well. And today uh, on my on this episode, I have a special guest uh, who goes by Candace Tolliver. Um, and I just, I'm so excited to have Candace on, on this episode today. So um, yeah, Candace, welcome to Kumo's Unfiltered at Combo's podcast. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, would you be able to just tell my audience just a little bit about who you are and just where you reside currently? Definitely. So I am born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm a native Phoenician. Um, I am also a mother. Uh, I am an educator. And, you know, things that I like to do for fun are stargaze. I like to uh, say that I'm a space cadet, and I mean that with my whole heart. Um, <laughs> I love to read, and I love to dance, um, and, you know, spend time with loved ones. I think that sums me up pretty well. Um, currently, you know, getting ready to enter new employment in the fall. I just got my master's degree in, hey. um, <laughs> yeah, master of education. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and so you know, it's it's been good, but ultimately, I think you know those things. Some I'm a person of faith. I do work with. You're a what? I said that already. Uh, I'm a person of faith, so I do work with my church. I'm a mom. Um, you know, so all all of the things I think you know, I always yeah, forget. I have so many badass. roles. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, and you, yeah, and I just I really wanted to have Candace on this show. So just a little bit about our relationship. I've known Candace now for about I believe seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at a faith based mm-hmm. uh, camp, and that's where we just connected. And one of the things that I just love about Candace is she's just always been this black woman who's just oh, she's just so like. She's just so unapologetic, you know, and and I've always just admired like (laughs) how you carry yourself as a mom, as a woman and as an educator and just who you are. And and I was like, you know what, like because I recently just cut my hair um, last week. (laughs) Yes. So I I literally I love it. Like 360 change on my whole persona, the way I look like I'm sure the same person. But I literally did a big chop, what we like to call big chop in the African-American community, in the black community. Mm -hmm. We call it the big chop where you cut off all your hair and start over. So I cut off all my hair last week, uh, Thursday. And honestly, I feel so just amazing about it. Like, I'm like, wow, like I really did this. This is the second time that I've ever cut my hair. And um, I just did it because you know what, like, I'm just at a different space in my life where I'm really developing in this woman and and learning more about myself and just really on this uh, self-love journey. And um, I was just like, you know what, like, I need to cut my hair off because it was already kind of low key damaged with the bleach that I had put in it before. So I was like, let's just start over. Um, so yeah, I cut it off and it does feel very different, but it also feels very liberating. Um, and Candice, she actually did. Um, so <laughs> I think the day before, right? Or was it the same day? I I don't, I think it was almost, the, it was either the same day or the day before. Cause I remember just quickly, like I had posted something and then I was like, oh, this ties into my story. I'm going to put this in my bio um, shortly after, like, you had listened to it, you reposted it, and then, like, next thing I knew, like, <laughs> your hair was gone, and I was like, this is beautiful, so I don't know if it was, like, the same day, or if you went the next day, but it was literally, like, like, yeah, it was turnaround, super so I've it was been super quick. about cutting my hair for a while now, um, I was planning on cutting it when I left uh, Arizona, because I was planning on moving, but due to COVID, it just kind of interrupted my plans. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move in a new city and cut off my hair and do this whole new thing. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then this pandemic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? No, let's just do it now. And I I had been on your, um, I had been on your uh, story and you had posted, uh, could you share something that you had posted on your story first, like how it started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically, I was just, you know, scrolling and uh, or, and I saw in someone else's story, um, them post, you know, like how people post somebody's like Twitter, you know, post or something. And it said something along the lines of you know, tell little black girls that their hair, their natural hair is beautiful, or that their hair is beautiful, something along those lines. And 
you know, just like everyone else, like it struck, you know, a chord with me, you know, you see content that resonates with you, and then you decide to share it. So I had screenshot it, shared it to my story, and then followed it up with um, me explaining to my followers how I didn't even know what my natural hair looked like until I was 23 years old. And then I didn't really start to love my hair until I was 24. And then after I posted that, you know, I posted the uh, story. And so I was on a storytelling show called The Whole Story at the Phoenix Art Museum uh, that's put on, um, created and put on by Rachel Eggborough. And uh, my story was called Bald Eagle. And it was really about my hair journey all the way up to, you know, like, Kumo, you talk about your big chop to my big chop. So my story starts out with my reaction to seeing my big chop in my rear view mirror in my car <laughs> after I left my friend's house. <laughs> and so that's pretty much, you know, the background of how it even got started. It wasn't planned out. I hadn't thought about like, oh, I should post this. It was just I saw someone post it and was like, you know what? This is a part of who I am. It's a part of my story. Let me just add this here. And I'm a firm believer, like, if I feel like I should share something, it's because someone somewhere needs to hear it. And wow. so I just no, that's and, and that's honestly, like, when you when I heard you, like, share that story, um, I felt such a connection because, like, there was, a, there was a point where you explained about, like, your braids and how you had a piece of braids, like, <laughs> that fell out. And I was like, that was so me in high school yes. like, I used to be so cautious about my braids like making sure like one didn't fall out and if it did fall out I'll put it back in my backpack like real quick because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like girl like I just don't want to be embarrassed you know it's just like my black girl journey of hair like it's like shit and and you know I just yes. felt so connected to your story you know and and for me like don't get me wrong, like, I will probably rock a weave after this hair because I love to change my hair. I love to have, like, oh, braids. Yeah. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just very, like, multifaceted and versatile. Like, I like versatility and just being able to switch up my hair. Like, that's something that I love. Um, Absolutely. I feel like that's a huge part of being a Black woman is that we have all these really awesome and amazing ways right. to switch up our hair you know if we choose to and so yeah, yeah and I, I, think, lo- you know I love what? that and for me I just like even the discussion of hair it's like so complex and like there's so many like layers to just mm-hmm. even talking about the conversation of hair you know and and I, I just felt like you know it'd be so cool to just have you on this show and, and you've been talking about your journey and how you know you kind of didn't like your hair at one point you know and I feel like that's every yeah. girl's journey like we either are called you know it's like for me growing up I you know I remember I just would always just hate my hair like my own like natural hair yeah that grew out of my head like I just felt like it wasn't um it wasn't you know as curly enough or as as straight enough Mm -hmm. and and as wavy and all this other things and and I remember as a little girl like I really didn't like my hair my mom actually put relaxers in my hair to straighten it to make it look Mm -hmm. more slick and just you know perfect edges (laughs) 
and all this stuff and, mm-hmm. and I remember like you know just in high school like I really didn't like the fact that I had this type of hair so I didn't really embrace uh Kumo as a black girl and plus I I moved from Chicago yeah. to to Arizona and Chicago is so diverse you know so I was around a lot of diverse students diverse people so coming to Arizona where it's very conservative and it's there's not a lot of black people and blackness is not really celebrated um it was very very hard for me coming to a state like this because you know here I am going to school with a bunch of other people like you know non-black students and it's like they don't understand Mm -hmm. like they just don't get it and then you have black boys literally one time I had this boy in eighth grade that I had a crush on literally pulled the ponytail out of my head bro (laughs) and like started running around with it and like oh this is uh you know Kamoyo's hair like running around with it and I felt so embarrassed you know I was like dang like that sucks like you know like oh she has horse hair now I'll come back the next day and have like Mm -hmm. long braids and students would make fun of it and be like oh she has horse hair horse hair and it's like what the hell like yeah but we don't hear none of this about like white kids like they never got stuff like that you know so I think it's it's just mm-hmm. very interesting um as as a black woman who's um doing this inner work of healing and and just really getting to love herself yeah. and love her black skin love you know who she is in a in a in a state that's so anti-black um and and for me one of the things that touches my heart is when I I meet uh like-minded individuals like yourself who are like doing on that same journey of just like embracing themselves and embracing who they are and, and, and their beauty, you know? And, and for me, like, that's one of the things that really just attracted me to your story. I literally listened to it because I was like, Oh my Thank God, you. that's like, me, let me give this. And I just, and I just love everything you do, Candace. Like, I'm just like, let me listen to Candace. Like I learned so much from you, you know? So I was like, let me just listen to it. And, and I'm so happy that I listened to it because I was like laughing in those moments where I was like, yo, that's me. Like, that happened to me you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah like what how did you even you know growing up in this state like how did you come to the place of like like your journey because you did share a little bit about how you were a little girl and stuff like that but like how did you come to that place of like yo like this is who I am as Candace and and learning to love the black girl with the what what's the type of yeah with the 4c hair (laughs) (laughs) with my 4c hair yeah You know, um, a big part, I think, thinking back to when I was younger, you know, my grandmother was a beautician, so she had her own beauty salon. And so I have known relaxers for as far as I can remember, relaxers and braids anyway, uh, both of them. And um, I consistently was getting my hair relaxed or consistently getting my hair braided. Like, that's just what it was. Like, I literally do not recall seen and I mean I don't have amazing memory as a child just in general but from what I do remember I do not recall um, ever experiencing my hair in its natural state so literally it was either braided or it was relaxed and since my grandmother was a beautician you know what that meant I was I was in you know I was at the spot at the you know getting my hair done um, every two weeks like there was no of none of that kind of like in between time where it was like oh you know my my natural mm-hmm. roots are showing you know what I mean so like my hair was laid <laughs> all the time <laughs> and so um, like I said either you know relaxed or in braids 
Now, now when I look at older pictures of when I was much younger, my hair was natural up until a point. So I don't know, you know, when the the um, technical time of getting the relaxer is for all <laughs> young girls, right? But um, I'm assuming it's it's somewhere maybe after <laughs> six or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out there, y'all. Don't don't come for me. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that was a really big part of it. And same, like you're saying, those experiences in high school, I think one thing that was really cool about that story was so many um, Black women resonated with my story. Like, I ended up literally making, you know, new friends after that, just because they had reached out about how the story resonated with them. If you listen to the recording, you can sometimes (laughs) hear when people are laughing and are they like understanding, you know, I might make a pause and, you know, you can tell like that they're vibing with me because it is this, this kind of like experience that a lot of us go through and it's not, you know, every single black girl, but I do think that there's a large majority that do experience the whole, either they're doing the relaxer thing, they're doing the braid thing, they're doing the ponytail thing, um, which means that it comes with all of those other things, you know, all the other things Uh that come with that territory. And um, some of that being your braids (laughs) falling out, (laughs) you know, I I don't think I've met like one black girl who has never had a braid fallout story, you know, like everyone has had one, Um, which makes sense. You know, it's not on your head. It's like braided in, but sometimes they get loose. Sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. connected, you know, like there's all these reasons why. Um, I also have a ponytail story. And so for those who are listening, you know, go check that out because <laughs> it's another another one. And, um, you know, being in Arizona, honestly, I mean, it didn't feel too different, if that makes sense. Um, my formative, I guess you could say, years uh, in beginning, like I said, it was either relaxed or it was braided. So there was no kind of feeling bad about it if that makes sense um not until I hit about sixth grade and so a lot of the stories that I share in uh, my storytelling about my hair they are along that time period where I experienced a braid falling out at a friend's house and somebody (laughs) thinking it was a snake you know and turning on the light and it's my braid uh the one I'm talking to a boy the braid falls out uh the one when I'm running and the ponytail falls off like there's just all of those happening between like sixth and twelfth grade basically and um more so probably like sixth grade till about ninth or tenth um and so even in that time I would have friends who like blatantly would say that they liked Mm -hmm. my, my braids better now you know do I think that they were being malicious? No. Um, and at the same time, what it told me is that my natural hair mm. was not good enough. And, you know, another thing is that you're surrounded with um, pictures and videos and there's just so much around you. And when you do not see yourself represented in those things, um, you know, it's hard. And I mean, nowadays, I think people might say, oh, well, why was that an issue then? Look at it now. And people don't understand like where we're at now with, you know, the embracing of natural hair. And I mean that on mainstream because there were people embracing Mm -hmm. natural hair. You know, it's just that it wasn't completely mainstream or it wasn't where um, it wasn't like easily accessible. Like you had to make sure to put yourself in that world of embracing Mm -hmm. natural hair. You know what I mean? Um, 
because it was seen as, you know, depending on where you were or, you know, who was around you, your natural Mm -hmm. hair was seen as nappy. Like people would say that, you know, that, oh, your hair is nappy. And um, yeah, so it was that part, I think, was the hardest part was that I internalized those things and really felt truly that I only looked good in braids. Um, I only looked good if my hair was longer, if my curls were looser. And that was deeply embedded Mm. in me. And um, I became, I think, my own worst enemy when it came to that. Because even though people around me maybe would say, oh, your braids look better or you look more attractive with your braids. um, You know, when you're young and a lot of what other people think matters (laughs) to you more, (laughs) you know, um, it it can take a toll. And it did for a long time. Like I said, um, 23 was when... I chopped my hair off and uh, it, like I said in the beginning, was so scary. And I was like, what the heck did I do? Like, this is so stupid. Like, I yeah, no, I feel this. that. <laughs> and then it eventually turned into like, wow, wow, I I can't believe that I did this, but I'm so yeah, glad no, that I and, did. And you know what? And there's something that you did say, like, about how, like, for people who are like, oh, well, this, like, how is this an issue? Like, wh- what? why is this like coming up a lot like about natural hairstyles and black women and to be honest like there's still like currently even just right now like it's still legal to like to it's legal for for employers and schools uh to discriminate against a person in their uh, in the workplace or in schools because of their natural hair or uh, protective hairstyles mm-hmm. in all states except for California, New York, New Jersey, yeah. Virginia, and Colorado, and Washington. Um, and hair discrimination is a form of racial biases and implicit biases. So I think, like, when we really even think about that, like, you know, even, like, currently right now, a lot of states are fighting for something called the Crown Act, um, which is mm-hmm. which stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Um, and it's and it, it basically yeah. like ensures protection against discrimination based on hairstyles by extending um, statutory protection to hair textures and protective styles and the Fair Employment and Housing Act and state education. And I think it's just to me like that Crown Act, when we even think about it, like even just like last year, this year alone, like we had a senior, uh, DeAndre, who lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he went to this like charter school. And they told him that if he did not cut off his locks, he would not be able to go to prom or graduate. And, and you know, and, and it's like he grew these locks since he was in seventh grade. And, and it's like, <laughs> right, why all of a sudden? Kid, like you're, you're kind of like, police, you know, not kind of, but you are policing his hair and telling him he if, if he doesn't cut off his hair, there's no way that he's going to be able to graduate or go to prom. And, and to me, like it will, it really made me upset because it's like as black people. So when we, when black women and black men and young boys and girls, when we embrace, when we're giving that we're given the ability to just embrace our hair um, without it being policed I think for me it's just like it's beautiful but sadly we live in a society that views our hair even afros even just 4c which is very like coarse hair right like they view Mm -hmm. it as like militant like oh wow they're part of the black panthers because back in the day women in the civil rights movement a lot of them had types of hair that you know that's considered like oh shit like they gonna fuck us up like (laughs) (laughs) so you know what I mean 
and so it's like when in, in certain states for them to kind of like be able to still regulate the black bodies it to me it just shows me like I'm learning so much about how like even systemic you know racism and oppression like how it still operates in everything you know and and yeah, it's everywhere. It's, everywhere. And it's so crazy to me, Candace. Like even in hair. Like I'm like, shit, like why can't mm-hmm. I Well, I think like, Yeah. No, no go ahead. To me, it's almost like, why can't we even just wear our hair however? Like it's not there's nothing wrong about black hair. There's nothing wrong with locks. There's nothing wrong with having dreadlocks or even, you know, cutting my hair. To be honest, a part of me is like, dang, like will people hire me because of my hair? Like you just start to think like that. Mm-hmm. Like I really do cuz now I'm like do I have to change my hair color like do I have to go buy a wig now because guess what like this is not acceptable like Mm -hmm. it's so short like they might not be able to hire me you start to think about these things and when I was doing my research just on like you know the crown act and 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 the states that don't even have it implemented and the fact that it's still Mm -hmm. legal (laughs) for workplaces and educational systems to literally discriminate against you because of your hair it's just like wow like we like and that to me is just like wow like it's you can't even survive like as a black person like you just embracing your natural state like and that's not fair to me you know so it, it's just like yeah. you just start to think about all these things that are against black people so for me and you to be women that are like fuck your standards and fuck what society says like excuse <laughs> my language but you know just like everything like fuck what you say like like that's why with my hair like I'm just like you know what like I don't give a damn about what you have to say like I'm just kind of like I don't like I just don't care like and you know if you, you're trying yeah. to police my hair like no that's like suppressing me and who I am you know yeah I think you know there's a couple of things I think that there are you know when it comes to natural hair I think the question um, that comes up most with me is that you know natural hair is hair that grows out of your head you know and so it's one of those things where people are wearing their natural hair all the time uh, just in general so like you know you can have somebody who's white who's wearing their natural hair and now they might have a curly texture they might have a straight texture or whatever, but it's geared towards like, oh, well, that's okay compared to someone else, you know? And so I think that's the bigger question that, you know, if you say people can wear their natural hair, I think the definition of it is very mm-hmm. narrow. And what they really mean to say, you know, is natural hair that looks like this or that is comfortable for this. And so, um, you know, it is, it's ridiculous, you know, that, that we have to have things like the crown act, but it's one of those things where you realize how systems are created, what is deemed as professional and what is deemed as non-professional, you know, like all of those, those are all part of systems, essentially. Those are all very man-made. And so, you know, we learn how to navigate through the world. So that is why I'm a, you know, for me, I'm not like a hair judger, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, if people want to get relaxers, I say get your relaxer. If you want to have braids, have braids. If you want to shave your head, shave your head. If you want to have locks, have locks. Like I'm like a full, I'm fully all about people doing what they want to do with their <laughs> own bodies. And so for me, it's also, you know, thinking about um, like when you're thinking about hair in general, for me, it really didn't have anything to do with anyone around me. It really wasn't um, 
kind of like, well, I'm, you know, not allowed to do this. And so I'm going to do it or, you know, like literally had nothing to do with any kind of external factors. I just remember I had my hair braided. I took my hair out of my braids and I had had the braids in for a while. And so I had a good maybe inch and a half of natural Mm. hair. And the rest of it was relaxed. And so, you know, anyone who knows if you have some natural hair coming in and you have relaxed hair, it's going to break because your natural hair is much stronger than your relaxed hair because the relaxed hair is broken down and um, it just can't stay connected, essentially. Like it's going to get it's going to fall out. It's going to shed. And um, I think I also was like, I didn't want to pay to get my hair braided. I think it was like twofold. So part of it was like you know what, my hair is naturally growing, growing out. And that was about the time where the whole natural thing really was picking mm. up. And uh, yeah, so then I called my friend and just did it, you know. And so even till this day, you know, I think you do have those conversations like, do do I look, you know, pretty with no mm. hair? <laughs> you know, you ask those questions. And I think it's very real, like you're saying that when people do have natural hairstyles that, you know, they wonder, like, is this is this professional and the fact that we even ask that question shows the systems that we have grown up Mm -hmm. in and how important it is for us just to even be aware of that much that even in our own selves and our own blackness and our own wanting to wear our natural hair it was it's so foreign to some of us that we have to ask that question Mm -hmm. and I think we've come so far and it's really been so beautiful to see the conversation, you know, picking up to see acceptance happening. And more so, like I said, not even being worried about everybody else. Like, do I hope that everybody can just get over the fact that black people have certain kind of hair? Mm -hmm. Sure. But more than that, I want black people to say, wow, like, this is my hair. I love my hair. You know, my hair is beautiful. My hair is, you know, it's mine. And that for me is so much more important that you can walk around and be confident in with your hair in its natural state. And, you know, like you were talking about that, it's it's an inner journey. For me, it was anyway. I don't think it might be for everyone. I think some people probably wake up and they're like, cut it (laughs) off and ain't nothing special about it. They're just ready to get rid of their (laughs) hair. But for me, I wasn't freed up to truly cut my hair off until... I had an amazing experience at church, Mm. (laughs) like literally. And I say that in my story and people kind of are like, what? (laughs) Like, that's what does that have to do with your hair? But it was so much more about love than it was about my hair. You know, like um, when I really realized, like having this experience of like, yo, like God loves me, like me, like Candace, just straight up. God loves Candace. That for me was the catalyst for recognizing that nothing else was a determining factor of like my worthiness of love, like nothing, like being validated by God, like that was enough. Like I didn't need to be validated by the friends who thought my braids looked better. You know, the voice, the inner critic of myself, like that was even silenced because I truly was like, yo, like God who created me loves me for who I am whether my hair is braided, whether it's relaxed, whether it's cut off, you get what I'm saying? Like that freed me up to say, you know what, whatever you do, it doesn't even matter. And so um, 
Yeah. And that's how I ended up, you know, cutting it off. But what's so funny is like, you have those experiences, but it doesn't mean <laughs> that right when you cut it off, you're going to be feeling yourself. Right. No, you're right. I was all hyped. I was like, oh, I'm ready. Like, God loves me. I'm about to cut this hair. And girl, I cut that hair off, looked in the mirror and was like, yo, what did you do? <laughs> I literally have one of those. Ready. I've had those moments like with this hair too. I'm not going to lie. Yes. It's a huge deal, you know, and it's, you know, like, it's one of those things where that first year was rough because, you know, there were people like, oh, you know, you know, and then it it gets in this weird, you know, stage of growing where it's it's not quite a TWA. For those who don't know, that's teeny weeny Afro. You know, it's not a TWA, but it's also not anything much longer (laughs) so you know and you'll get there eventually if you decide to let it grow out you know but it's one of those things where it's it's like a process and you know about after about a year and of course like I had great days I had some days where I was feeling myself and other days where I was like I look terrible (laughs) you know and then eventually getting to the point and you know I mentioned this in my story but getting to the point to where I had embraced my natural hair enough to where if I wanted to get braids, if I wanted to wear, you know, a ponytail, if I wanted to straighten my hair, all of those were still options to me. So it wasn't being anti any of that. Mm. But the difference was moving forward from that time of acceptance. If I was braiding my hair, if I was relaxing my hair, if I was um, wearing a ponytail or a piece, It was because I wanted to. It wasn't that I was trying to hide anything. It wasn't that I was trying to feel more beautiful. It was none of that. There was was none of that expectation there. It literally was like, if I get my hair braided out, it's because I want it braided. Mm -hmm. That's why. It has nothing to do with, oh, I hope this, I look better. It was like, I'm getting it braided because I want to. Mm -hmm. And um, that for me is where the freedom is. Where it says, hey, I can try any hairstyle I want. And regardless of the hairstyle, I'm still feeling myself. Mm. No, and I agree. You know, and I think for me, honestly, like when I just think about like my hair journey, like, you know, I've worn it natural um, where it was longer. I've worn, I've worn like, you know, crochet hairstyles. Mm -hmm. And I've been in spaces where there's not a lot of black women or, you know, just where I'll never forget. Like one time I worked for the city hall, Phoenix city hall, and I was an intern and um, I was walking downtown and, and this dad, this black father had like his teenage son and he point and I can hear him and behind me and he goes, you see her hair? Mm-hmm. He goes, you see her hair? He goes, back in the day, women couldn't wear their hair like that. And, mm-hmm. and I remember and then and then I was like, oh, I just heard what you said. And he was like, yeah, like the way that you're wearing your hair. I just want to let you know, like back in the day, like women black women couldn't wear their hair like that and he goes it's very nice to see you to be able to walk into the city hall and wear your Mm. hair like that and it just really made me even because you know sometimes you think you're just doing things for yourself like you know because sometimes I do like I I I like me cutting my hair was for me like nobody else like it wasn't for this person and blah 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 like no it was Kumo embracing Kumo and, mm-hmm. and and I feel like sometimes I forget that people are watching me like people are like oh dang like if she can do it I can do it right like yeah and and and, and you know it just kind of like made me realize I was like wow like 
my hair journey, like it goes back to so many other, to those who came before me who weren't given the, the ability to even walk in certain, you know, corporate America and, and they had to either change their hairstyles. You know, I'll never forget mm-hmm. it. I had another elderly uh, woman who was probably like in her fifties and she mm-hmm. told me, she goes, the way that you're wearing your hair, I never got to wear my hair like that. I remember one time I had braids and she, this is what she told me. She goes, I had braids and my coworkers told me, here goes blank. I can't say her name, but they go, mm-hmm. here goes blank. She's trying to be all, you, you know, she's trying to be ethnic now. Oh my. And, 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 <laughs> and she was this like light skinned woman. And she goes, I went back, I went home and I took off my braids and I came mm-hmm. back to work and I had this straight hair. And, and, you know, she was like, it's so cool to see. And she kind of got teary-eyed, Candice. Yeah, like, because it's real. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, to me, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, again, I'm just being Kumo. Like, I'm just being Kumo. But it's like, it goes back to generations. It goes back to women who came before you and I who were never able to, to really fully embrace their blackness mm-hmm. and even their dark skins or just yeah. who they are. Like they were never given that opportunity because, excuse me, because you were either considered too ethnic or too, you're trying to be too black or you're not black enough. Like, yeah, you know, you have, <laughs> all the things, all the things like just coming <laughs> at you, you know, and, and I feel like. For me, I, I sometimes I'm just like, wow, like I am so privileged. Like there's just so many things that have to be better in this country with how black people are treated. But the fact that I can look, I can walk in white spaces and and be able to be like, yo, this is me. Like this is who I am is to me is just like it gives me chills because it's like I am I am sending a message to the oppressor, right? To these systemic um, systemic oppression and all these things that have you know uh, um, made suppress my people for so long and made my people feel like they couldn't embrace their blackness or they had to tone down their blackness. But here I am, this black girl who's like, you know what? F your standards. I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna while I'm being me, best believe I will get work done. Like I'm gonna shut things down and do my job, you know. And and to me, I feel like as black women, we're so, so um, we're we're literally people like to say, like, we're our um, ancestors wildest dreams. And, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that shirt before. And I really believe that. I really do, because our ancestors, they couldn't do some of the things that we're doing right now. You know, they weren't yeah. able to walk into certain spaces and be bold and, 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 and embrace their, their natural hair textures and work in corporate America, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I actually found, like, another uh, statistics, statistics that uh, that was conducted by, like, the AmericanBar.org, and they mm-hmm. actually found that about 80% of African-American women felt that they needed to switch their hairstyles to online with more conservative standards um, yeah. in order to fit in at work. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And and that like it just tells me it's like, damn, like that's real. Like a lot of us, even for me, there have been times where I'm like, you know, you switch up your hair, you're like, well, I don't know how they, they're gonna be like, wow, your hair is so long. Oh my and they start <laughs> touching it. You come back to work on Monday, they're over here touching your hair like it's a freaking pet. And it's like, bro, no yeah. pet, like like what what makes you think that that's okay to just oh my god it's just so like wow your hair wow I wish my hair was like literally hands all up in your hair bro (laughs) (laughs) it is crazy I always think to myself like how would you feel if I did that to you like if I just walked up to you and just started touching your hair like this is not the zoo this is not a petting zoo like like what you know and I think it's you know it's okay to admire 
and to wonder because I'm not gonna lie like you know if I've never seen someone have literally like almost no hair and then show up with long hair (laughs) that's braided like I know myself like I'm curious I got questions but there's there's a way to go about it that you know you have to like be you know be a regular human don't be weird you know just wow like that's so interesting and you know like I've never seen that before and I think that you know I've had people I mean clearly you can tell they've probably had some negative encounters uh, with other people but for me I tell them like I don't mind sharing about my hair like I I don't mind that at all um it's just you know like respectful like you would never like it's just wild to me like you would never just reach out and touch someone that you don't like like, or even if you do know them you know like like you're not just gonna be doing that and so that's the part that when I hear crazy stories when people just be touching people's hair, I'm like, wait, like, so you were just, did you know them? They're like, no. And I'm like, wait, so a stranger yeah, just reached out and touched your hair and they're like, yes. And I'm like, huh. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I've had that happen to me so many times. And I just would like, I had to even learn how to respond to them. I had to like, because it's so, it's, yeah, because it's, 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 it's so like, off guard. Yeah, because like you're asking yourself, like, is this really right? Happening? Like, so I had to like literally, like, whenever I braid my hair or like get a new hairstyle, I had to be like, if anybody approaches me, I'm gonna be like, what makes you think that that's okay to just touch my hair? Like, you know, like why, like what, like you know what I mean? Like, like I know. And one time I had to like step back. Like this lady was like, oh my God, you're here. and just trying to approach it, and I go, oh no. <laughs> back the hell up like you're not about to touch my hair no and I go what makes you think that that's okay like you're just coming that's my space you know for me like especially if I don't know you and you're just trying to touch my hair like yeah that's just that's like that's weird I don't know where your hands are thin like you know I just start thinking about all this weird stuff I'm like where you like I don't know you first of all like please anybody on this listening right now do not touch a black woman's hair or a black man's hair you will get fade on sight depending on who you touch like Please. <laughs> I think I'm just like imagining it like giving people their space like if you wouldn't go and do that to someone else like why are you doing it right. to, a, to a black person like I think that's like my biggest thing like like it, it's still it's still like it baffles me so I've never had someone I didn't know try to touch my hair uh-huh. and so when I hear stories of people like literally like strangers like reaching for their heads like to me it's just like the weirdest thing like I feel like if I don't know you and you start to get that close to me like you might get an elbow because I don't even like what are you doing not because you know what I mean like and I'm not even violent like that but like I, like why are you in my space like we all learned about our Personal bubbles space. you know yeah. <laughs> when we were little like stay out of people's bubble no, and <laughs> so it that's it's that's wild but I'm so glad that you are able to you know have that conversation because I think like you said initially it's always kind of like is this really happening right <laughs> you know <laughs> and then you're like oh it is like wait I need to say something like this is not okay because it makes you feel uncomfortable you know what I mean to me like it just makes me feel like 
like I know like you're so fascinated by black people because we're really dope people like just we're the only race that is able to do the things that we do like changing our hair like that like and that to me is just it just makes me so happy and proud to be a black woman the fact that I can literally right now I can go be like I'm gonna wear a wig I can wear a straight (laughs) wig if I want to like I can do whatever the hell I want to do with my hair like that to me is just so beautiful you know and I know like other races are very fascinated by that and sometimes some people try to culture appropriate our black culture and that to me is another conversation but it just really does kind of irritate me because it's like no like like give credit to that culture like that community like where you got that hairstyle from like that's my only thing like giving credit um to that to that culture like yo i got this hairstyle from black people like you know credit us like yeah give people their flowers like please you know and and I do want to ask you, like, in terms of, like, dating, like, when you do change mm-hmm. your hair, like, have you noticed that men approach you differently with short hair or longer hair? Like, what would you say? You know, that's so interesting you asked. So I would say initially and, um, like, being in school and stuff, uh, there was a very clear indicator, like, that my hair that was not braided, like, was not cute. You know what I mean? Like, it like I clearly would get more attention if my hair was braided like like just clearly there was no like kind of if ands or buts um once I got out of school like I said I literally had I would have my hair braided up until about like when I was about 23 and I cut it all off so like that was a regular thing for me like I stayed in some kind of braided hairstyle and if I was out of one it literally was maybe for a few days you know I would plan it like take my hair down on Friday get it braided on Saturday ready to go back (laughs) you know because it it was so such a big uh I think at that time it was much more of a crutch um thank god I'm not in you know that mind frame anymore but at that time that's really what it was it was this it was like a safety blanket I guess Mm. um when I did cut it, um, initially not, I wouldn't get like a whole lot of, you know, no one was really trying to talk to me or anything in that way. Um, but I will say now, so the person, uh, that I am dating now, he was the first person who literally was like, I like your natural hair more than I like your braids. Wow. And for me, I'd never heard that before. There was no one who had said that before him. Mm. And um, he literally, like, if I say I'm going to get my hair braided, (laughs) he's like, babe, but like, you know, I love your natural hair. Like, it is my favorite. And so um, it's one of those things where as time has moved, I definitely, once I started, once I cut my hair off, I definitely started to get more compliments on my natural hair. Mm. Even when I would, you know, first big, not first big chop it, but um, when, you know, well, let me take that back. There were a few when I first big chopped it who were like, wow, that looks so good. Like your head's a perfect shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I'm just kind of convinced a lot of people who cut their hair short. I'm just like, oh, your hair is you're getting a nice little shape head there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, but so in the beginning there were a few, but then as I really settled into it, I got so much more confidence and so and more compliments from my hair. And so mm-hmm. once it I cut it, I grew it really big and then I tapered it so it got a lot shorter. 
and then I grew it out again and then I cut it again. And I think at this point now, I cut my hair last April about the same length that yours is uh, last April. And um, I don't, I think that maybe has been like the third haircut that I've done like really short. Um, And yeah, it's, you know, nowadays, like I said, I get a lot of compliments on my natural hair, but I do think it's um, a combination of my hair that people actually like, but it's also, I think the confidence that goes with the hair that mm. is a part of who my, who I am. I'm not ashamed of it. And so I don't walk around like I'm ashamed of it. I'm not trying to hide it. So, you know, I don't have body language or things like that, that, that shows that I'm trying to hide it. You know, I'm like, this is who I am and I'm showing up as me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend now, like he is a supporter of natural haired Candace. Like it is his favorite thing. He consistently is like, I love your natural hair. And, you know, when he first said it to me and it was, I don't, I don't think we had even started dating or whatever. It was when we had like initially kind of met. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, what? Wow. Like, I never thought I would hear that. Shout out somebody to was like, man. I prefer your natural hair over braids. Like he's just like, I just prefer it. And you know, obviously, you know, he doesn't care if I get braids or anything, but it's definitely like not his favorite. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he'll let me know, like, oh, your braids are okay, but I love your natural hair. And so um it's 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 nice. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's um it's warm. It feels good uh to to know that. No, I feel that. And, and you know, for me, because the first time I ever cut my hair, I remember because it was the first, first, first time, you know, it's like it's very nerve wracking. This time around, it wasn't as nerve wracking because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just because I didn't know what to expect, you know, and I remember I was like, okay, if if I don't. So, okay, first I went to like a hair store. So I don't know if you're familiar with like Grand Mart. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I went to Grandma and I was like, if my hair, let's say I cut off my hair and it doesn't come out right, at least I'll have a wig to yeah. just like cover it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I was like, okay, I was in the store and I couldn't find any wig that fit me before going to like the the hair the the barber. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna buy a wig. So I just went to the barber shop, and this like Latina lady cut my hair mm-hmm. and. And it, it was just, like, literally, like, in the middle of, like, downtown, like, 35th and Camelback, like, that area. <laughs> like, trenches, bro. And and she goes, so, like, my hair was so, like, fr- like, it was really damaged because I had put so much color in it. Yeah. And she goes, and she starts, like, touching my hair. She goes, and I showed her a picture. I was like, this is how I want my hair. Literally, like, like the way it looks right now. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, I don't know. And she starts touching my hair. She's like, ooh, like, oy, mija. She's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a whole other story dude i was like she's like touching my hair and stuff she's like oh i don't know i don't know and then she just started cutting it she was i could tell she was nervous yeah <laughs> dude i be challenging my hairstylist i just do that a lot to them like you can ask any of them they will tell you that <laughs> and then she goes <laughs> and then she starts cutting it and i was like oh oh my god like this is really happening yeah and then like it came out the way I wanted it to come out and then I was like I don't know how people are gonna respond and I remember it was the day before uh Valentine's Day Uh so I went so I looked so nice like I got dressed I went home got dressed and everything me and my friend were hanging out and I was in fries and then this guy like goes 
whoa like we made like eye contact (laughs) (laughs) we made like eye contact bro and he goes whoa and then he like like he like he just like went wherever right and then next Mm -hmm. thing you know he comes into my aisle and he goes I just want to tell you like you're really really beautiful like your hair is just like wow like and and he got really nervous and homeboy was trying to ask for my number but he didn't because my friend my girl one of my girlfriends was there so he got nervous and (laughs) and he goes and and then he goes oh what's your name and I told him and he goes like with a k or a c and I go with a k bro tell me why he tried to find me on on Facebook on campus but I didn't even freaking see the message and two, three years later, I oh filtered it. I was so scared. Yo, Facebook be like that. Like, they don't tell you about the message request section. And I'm like, why didn't I not know that this existed? And Seriously. I literally was so mad. I was like, I could have had a babe. But freaking Facebook. Okay. Block it. Facebook but- was blocking. No, seriously, but seriously, like, moral of the story I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's really cool to see the men that really do, because when you make such a big change like that, you know, there is a a lot of things that you start to think of, like, for me, it's like, wow, will will guys accept me, or will they like me, will they not like me, you know, you start to think about that, because you're human. Yeah, absolutely, and And I think we think about those things all the time. Yeah, like, how are people going to receive me with this hair? Because it's so freaking new. And, and you know, and, and it's so nice to just see, like, there is men out there that are okay with that and okay with having, you know, a partner yeah. that has short hair, you know? And, and because it's like, oh, they'll either think you look like a boy. Like, there are times where I'm like, I look like a boy. And it's like... <laughs> it's real. I've been there. I said I look like a you bald know? eagle. And I was trying to, like, you know, shade myself and then ended up learning a lesson. You guys got to listen yeah, to, they got to listen to the, to the story to understand that one. <laughs> no, it's such a dope ass story, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, you just start to think like, oh, I look like a boy and all these things. And I think when you have people like the moral, like whatever you all take from this episode today, honestly, I just hope that, you know, it's, it's really learning to love yourself yeah. and, and, you know, loving yourself is a true journey. However way that you do that for yourself, you know, cause hair for black women it's really a big deal you know and and I think that for me um it's just like learning to embrace Kamoyo because there once was a point in my life where I really hated myself I really thought I was the most ugliest thing I didn't think I was beautiful you know I have a gap like I don't I don't have all these like things that what's that's considered like beautiful in society you know I'm dark-skinned like that's who I am I'm a 5'5 like you know so it's like you just start to think about all these things that that are not considered beautiful but when you really just learn to just like sit with yourself um, and having people that speak into your life and people that accept you for you, um, I feel like it just grows different types of seeds. It's almost like you're watering this uh, beautiful like plant or seed. And, and and the more you keep saying those good things over that person and then learning even like words of affirmation for yourself, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. something that I had to learn. Like I had to learn how to, you know, say I am statements like mm-hmm. I am beautiful I am powerful. I am confident. I am enough. Like I had to learn and I had to look at myself in the mirror and say those things to myself, you know? And um, I think that whoever's listening out there, if you're just like, cause a lot of people like to say, come on, you're so confident. And it's like, honestly, I'm still doing the work. Like I'm still learning. Like there are days that I hate myself, you know, there are days I'm like, I don't like you today. Like, you know, but then it's like, 
just remembering like who I am and my worth and uh, the the things that I add to this world, you know, and, and the beauty that I bring to everything that I touch. Um, so that's something that really helps me. And and with that, it also leads me to something that I asked Candice to do. <laughs> um, I, did, I did ask Candice uh, to just share an open letter to her younger self. And I'm going to share mine as well. Um, and we invite you as well to do the same if you want to share, you know, if you want to write like an open letter to your childhood self, the little girl who either faced so many insecurities, whatever your insecurities may be, um, and accepting yourself, like feel free to do that and and send me a message, send Candace a yeah. message and let us know what that felt like for you as well. So yeah, Candace, whenever you're ready to share that open letter. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I tried to sit down and write a letter. And I couldn't, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I would say to myself, but what it brought me to honestly was a very clear and simple message. And it literally would be dear Candace, you are enough. Everything Mm -hmm. that you are is beautiful internally and externally. God loves you where you are and as you are. And I mean, it, it seems cliche, you know, I mean, that's the end of my letter, love Candace, <laughs> but it seems cliche. But the truth is that, you know, everything about us externally um, and how we feel about ourselves really just, you know, comes down to how we love ourselves and how we see ourselves. And the truth is that everybody in the world can see you a certain way. What matters most is how you see yourself. And so 10 people could say, or not even 10 people, every person I walk by could say, wow, your hair looks so great, that short. But if I don't believe it for me, it doesn't even matter, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I would, that would be my letter to her because if she could grasp that, then she would understand everything else falls in line under that. And that is essentially what happened with my story. The whole reason I felt free enough to cut all my hair off and start on my, you know, natural hair journey and get to where I am today is because I recognized that um, loving myself was not uh, conditional. You know, it wasn't based off of what I looked like, how my hair looked like, but it literally was like, you are worth it. Because, because you are here. And uh, yeah, so. No, I love that. I love that. And I think for me, mine would just, it's just like the caption that I posted on my photo. Um, So it's to the, to the black girl who once hated her hair and would cry when she loved, she looked at herself in the mirror and wished her hair was more curlier, straighter and longer. I love you. And I am so sorry. I didn't embrace you when I was younger. Love Kamoyo. Love that. So that's what I would, I would say to the younger, my younger self. Um, and again, if anybody out there is listening, whoever is listening, um, today, I just hope that you know you can write yourself that letter, um, in your own time. Obviously, when you're ready, um, it may trigger some emotions, and that's mm-hmm. okay. That's part of the, uh, that's part of the healing journey. Um, you know, if you want to find somebody who's a safe space for you to share those emotions that you're feeling, that I've I've found that that helps as well. Um, but yeah, like. My last question to you, yeah. Candice, um, two questions, actually. Uh, the first question is, what advice do you have uh, for our listeners today? Any advice in terms of just like embracing themselves and uh, loving their, their, their natural hair and just loving themselves as yeah. well? I think um, what I would suggest is to give yourself some grace. <laughs> 
Um, I think that a lot of times we try so hard to, um, to get it right and to, to be the right way, you know, whatever that means, that word, right. Um, And we just get so caught up in all of it. And so I would say, give yourself some grace. And if you are really ready you know, to take that jump with your natural hair, do some research. I always say like being prepared is very helpful. You know, YouTube University out here will give you all the information. You can watch other people go through big chops and kind of the emotions that they dealt with after so that you can prep yourself um, and recognize that it's going to be a change. I think that um, sometimes when we jump into things, you know, I know for sure with me, I wasn't really thinking about what, what am I going to feel like after this? It was like, I'm just going to go do it. And I wasn't expecting the, like the fear of not looking how I wanted to, or just all of, all of those things uh, that I battled with. I wasn't expecting that. And um, I think it's good to be realistic. Like this is going to be a big change for some, depending on what you do. Some people transition slowly. And so it's not as much of a big change. Some people do a big chop. And so even if you don't understand what I mean by that, I would say whoever's listening to, that's why you should do your research. How do you want to embrace your natural hair? Do you want to slowly transition into your natural hair or do you just want to go for it and big chop it? And so those would be the two things. Give yourself grace and prepare yourself. So grace and preparedness. <laughs> mm, no, that's so good. And what would you say to like a young black girl listening right now? To a young black girl listening. Um, you know, I would Okay, I have a couple. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm trying to, you know, I would say honestly, <clears throat> oh, and this actually might go along with the other <laughs> question that you said. I would say be sure that you have influences in your face that are reminding you of the beauty that you are looking to um, cultivate in your life. And so like, for example, like Kumo and I were both talking about like around us, we didn't see, there was no like, wow, this is beautiful. (laughs) You know, this 4C hair Mm -hmm. is beautiful. Um, And, but nowadays, Mm -hmm. you know, if I was younger, I would be having pictures of you know all these girls with their natural hair and I would be looking at that I would look at you know pages to follow that embrace natural hair I would get community and like I said this goes with the last one too for advice make sure that you have community there's so much community in um, embracing natural hair right now that you don't have to do it alone because maybe everybody in your family your friends whatever they don't get it they don't understand why you want to have natural hair but there are people out there that do and they've probably experienced what you're experiencing and that's I think the um the beautiful thing about being young is that you can connect with people who have walked before you and being able to be around people who have wisdom people who have walked down a road that you're walking down but they're a few steps ahead like that gives you an advantage and it can help you navigate Mm. yeah and and I love how you said even just like following influences and and you know because I have young sisters and I would want them to know like oh they can look up to like a Zendaya or you know like um who else is a black girl that like Mm -hmm. they're kind of like mixed and I would want them to know like yeah to that like a Zendaya 
or right. Stormy Reed. Like she just embraces her hair. Um, and you know, and for for other, you know, dark skinned girls, little girls, there is um, I don't know who I can think of. Oh yeah, there's Marseille, Marseille, what's her name? Marseille. She was in uh, uh Oh little, yes, little I know who you're something. talking about. Little, yes. Yeah, she was in little Marseille, like Mars I'm sorry if I'm saying her name wrong, but her, like she really just embraces like the way she embraces her blackness is just so dope. Like I wish I saw exactly, that as, yeah. as a little girl growing up, you know? Um, and I love that. And, you know, cause yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it's really important for um, these young girls to see themselves reflected. Um, and, and, and yes, on, on representation media, matters. And, and, and everything. <laughs> yeah, it really does, you know, and, and they're dealing more with like a lot more stuff than we didn't get yeah. to deal with, you know, sadly they really are. And, and I think that it's important for them to see themselves in, in everything. Um, and then my last yes. question for you, Miss Candice is, um, <laughs> What is something, what is something that you want people to remember about Candace? Like two things mm, or three things. That's a good question. I wasn't ready for that. A lot of my guests. You know, that. you know, honestly, I think, you know, it's similar <laughs> to um, how I want people to feel when they're around me. Like when people leave me, what are some things that I want them to leave with? Um, the first one being that they feel like they are seen and that they are heard um the second one well seen and heard is tooth but you know (laughs) that they're seen that they're heard um and that they are encouraged um those things are super important Mm -hmm. to me and so I try to whenever having a conversation with someone in the same atmosphere as them you know whatever the same you know space as them that when they leave me that they walk away feeling encouraged that they walk away feeling like seen as a person that they feel heard as a person um and then ultimately that you know they leave with confidence that they are able to glean something from our interaction that has them thinking you know like I can do this and I I'm capable I am able I've got what it takes to pursue my dreams or to pursue a goal um those would be um ideal ideal things that I would want people to walk away with um after having time with me or um themes that I want them to be able to think about when they think about me Oh, I love that so much. And it really is who you are. You know, you you do make people feel seen. Um, even in just like your Instagram, like like you sharing about mm-hmm. like that little black girl and sharing about your journey where you had to accept your hair at 23. Like it just is like I felt seen in that. You I know, love so it. you're doing that and, and I'm I'm so happy that I was able to have this conversation yeah, with you. Um, and where can people yeah, find so you? So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram, Candace Tolliver underscore and um that is my main social media uh grounds <laughs> and so uh, i do have a private account but i do accept requests so don't let that turn you off um i promise you that what you're getting in this interview is what you're gonna get on my page and i'm sure kumo can um attest to that and uh yeah you can find me there candace tolliver underscore Perfect. I'll then I'll go ahead and put the link of yes, your um, IG um, in the 
description yeah. below. And then everybody else, um, there is what I did mention earlier um, about the Crown Act. So they are doing like a petition. Um, so if you're interested in signing that petition just to make it more um, legal in various states, I will also put the link of that description. Um, I'm sorry, the link in the description of where you can sign that just because we need everybody's hands on deck, uh, you know, because a lot of young people are being affected by this and this is going to ensure that they're protected as well. Um, but other than that, thank you so, so much, everybody, for listening, subscribing, um, and just sharing this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Um, again, this is something that I've never done before, so I'm literally learning with you all. Uh, but other than that, I, I appreciate the, the love and support, and um, we'll see you all next time. And just keep, continue to share and continue to be um, dope-ass people out there. So thank you so much.